that's the deal. Hard to kill. Yeah, around the corner. That's right. There's a lot of riding on this. I mean, uh, I really stuck my neck out on this. I'm back and forth. Two companies putting this together. Kenny Omega, AEW World Champion. Oh, We're going to be in Jacksonville on Dynamite tomorrow night. That's okay. Right. We don't need any distractions. What yeah. we need is a victory. What we need is momentum. Results. Going in to hard to kill. So I'm not going to sit here and work you up because I know you're too smart for that. Thank okay. You. Thank you. But we need to see. The real machine gun tonight. We need you to oh. beat Rich Swan. Yep. Look, 2012. You're banned from G1 ringside. We know that. Finalist well, Gunner. We know I could undo You could do whatever. I could do whatever. But <laughs> he doesn't need, need it. This kid doesn't, doesn't need it. Not at all. He's going to go out there and he's going to show people the real machine gun. Exactly. You don't need us out there. Don't worry. I don't need to have a machine gun party when you're done, baby. We're going to be here. I don't need you guys out there. I don't need you guys working me up. No matter what, I'm going to handle Rich Swan. Don't worry. The gun's back. We'll be sitting here watching my friend. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. New Japan handshake. Love a good single time. You don't get over, kid. You know I got yes. this. Yes, it's rock tough. Brother, it's fantastic. fantastic. We got you. We got you. Welcome back Brother. to Brother. the <laughs> world's best Impact Wrestling podcast, and we'll put that we'll put that on on the table every week. It is the Impact Power Hour oh. with Ryan and Angelo. I'm Ryan. I'm Angelo, and it is Tuesday. January 12th, we just watched the go-home show for Impact, for Hard to Kill. Yes, sir. It was a show. It was a show. As me and Angela said before this, it didn't feel very wrestling-oriented. Yeah, there were a lot of matches that just, I don't know. I don't know feel. Yeah. Um, So we're going to run through... This and then we are gonna go over our predictions for Hard to Kill afterwards. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling. Um, make sure that if you aren't subscribed to the podcast already, you can subscribe on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast. Um, Stitcher, TuneIn, all those good ones. Anchor, if I didn't say it already. Um, and yeah, get on into this. Um, so start off the show with uh, Taya with Rosemary at ringside for her versus Kimberly uh, with Deanna at ringside for her. Uh, Josh, and I actually as uh, a way for Deanna to scout Kimberly. Or not Kimberly, but uh, Taya for their yeah. upcoming title match. So I guess that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. It feels like Josh Matthews just needs to say something for everything. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, you can go back and watch these shows. <laughs> exactly. Now, this, this is the only time that they do wrestling is when they're yeah. at the arena. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that considering... Uh, Deanna's been in the business for as long as she has been. I mean, it's been like five or six years. Um, but she's actually never locked up with Taya in a singles match. So that's something. Yeah, so that's cool then. I guess, yeah, they've just been in different places. And Deanna's yeah. never, hasn't been, at least from what I can remember, like an indie person too much. She's been like Impact, then NXT, then now back to Impact, right? Uh, so... 
She was on the indies for a little bit. She was in Impact. Uh, then she went to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor okay. didn't really have like a full time women's division when she was there. Um, she was in Stardom in Japan for a bit. Okay. Um, did the indies? Went to NXT. Did WWE, and then yeah. But when you're in, in when Impact. you're in WWE, obviously that limits your exposure. To yes. Outside, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I actually thought this was a really good match to start the show off. Um, I thought this was a really good women's match, um, and it, it didn't have a, a ton of time, but it ha- I felt like it had the exact amount of time that was needed for this match. Um, I however, I thought that the ending is very confusing. Which, yeah, has been the trend, I feel like. But, yeah, I mean, the the bulk of the match was pretty strong. It showed a lot of good stuff from Kimberly, actually. She did a little swanton dive, too, even though it didn't, yeah. you know, not to her advantage. But uh saw some good athleticism from her, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, this wasn't the normal squash match that we're used to, of or enhancement match, I guess, where Kimberly's just, like, fed to whoever Deanna is challenging Which uh, I was and loses. Really surprised in this scenario, because this is, you know, supposed to be like the match for Taya to look good. You would think at least. Yeah. Um, I think this is, this definitely raises the question of, I guess it's to try to raise the question. I should say of, do we think that Taya has a shot at Deanna considering normally you stand the old WWE adage of, if you stand tall, at the go home show you're losing at the pay-per-view um yeah exactly i would still lean towards no but we could save our uh thoughts for the predictions yeah later. absolutely yeah uh i i as well think that this is just kind of a a hint at like what could happen trying to get people off the scent of what's gonna happen um i wouldn't be mad either way with whoever wins i think right. they're both really good um but I, I I feel like if you do another reign, like kind of a shorter reign for Diana, I think that kind of hurts her. Yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting that. It, yeah, a I, I don't need a second. Su- uh, Susie Lee slash Susie slash Susan that uh, yeah needs more development. So yeah, um. Yeah, so at the end of this match, uh, Susan shows up. It's the third alter ego or second alter mm-hmm. ego of Susie. So you've got Sue Young, the undead bride. You have Susie, where she doesn't want to wrestle, and Susan, who is a super serious person. But apparently, she also is really into fighting because she just comes out and just starts beating the crap out of Rosemary for no apparent reason. They've had yeah. no interactions ever before. Um, apparently I guess she's aligning herself with Deanna and, uh, Kimberly. Um, so yeah. No, since she's like in a cast of a spell of some sort, I guess we can call her also corporate Susan. Yeah. Corporate Susan. Yeah. I like it. Uh, this distracts Taya, uh, and leads to her downfall. Kimberly with the roll up one, two, three, that is your win. And Kimberly, Deanna and Susan stand tall at the entrance ramp with Rosemary in their clutches. Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting scenario <laughs> boiling over there. Yeah. 
after this, we get to our first backstage segment of the night, and it is uh, the super elite of uh, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, uh, the big LG, Doc Gallows, uh, and uh, the machine gun Carl Anderson all on the bus. It starts with Kenny Omega complaining that somebody has drank all of his favorite drink, uh, considering he is a not he does not drink alcohol. Um, he is upset that all the non-alcoholic drinks are gone, and Carl Anderson responds with, "Sorry, we thought it was mixers." Um, as Luke Gallows just continues to pound beers, love that. Uh, yeah, uh, Kenny tells Carl Anderson uh, that. Like it, Don Callis can do whatever he wants. He's an executive vice president here. He can he can help you out since uh, Kenny and uh, Big LG are banned from ringside for the main event tonight uh, between Rich Swan and Carl Anderson. And Carl says, "No, I don't want any help. You guys stay on the bus, all of you. Uh, I'm gonna do this." And Kenny says, is this the return of the G1 finalists? And Carl says yeah. he wants to show that every that he is back. Um, so good, good to see. Uh, interesting having a little bit of dissension there about the drinking and uh, how Kenny wants to try to help Carl Anderson get the upper hand in any way possible, but Carl doesn't want to take it. Um, but yeah. Um, they I mean, also. I, I'm not uh, familiar with like what they did in Japan, but like, what, what were their promos like there? They probably kind of. They don't really. T- they didn't really cut too many promos because it's Japan right. and they all speak English. Yeah. Uh, and Fair. New Japan isn't really known for like cutting promos all the time. It's not as story driven through promos. It's more of we're gonna tell the story through our matches. Um, Kenny would cut like heelish promos. Uh, when they're like super heel, but um, and like when he like the the only promos that you'd get are like after the show where they they do interviews. Yeah, um, true. But I, I wasn't really following it as much during that. That that that's a pat question. That's a good point. Um. Anyway, after this, um, we go to commercial, and me and Angelo. Both watching on the Twitch. No Melissa Santos, which is great. Yeah, uh, she's been gone for about a month now, basically since they yeah. – uh, well, they, they had her uh, one episode, I think. Yes. Basically, uh, they did this now merger with Impact, but I'm um, calling it a merger. But, uh, yeah, yeah, she's been mostly gone, which I, yeah, I she guess spoiled okay. it. She spoiled the merger happening, so they're like, you can't be here anymore. Oh, yeah, it's canceled now. So, um, yeah. about it. So instead, it was, again, showing the greatest moments of impact. And yet again, they go and show the goddamn Sting return with Christian yeah, Cage. They, I don't need it anymore. Now. Uh, I'm, I'm very upset that they're repeating. I mean, there's so many Gail Kim moments that they could be showing to fill yeah, up the, time. The, you're, you're telling me that the only, the, the greatest, the only good return is Sting and that, at that random show, at that random pay-per-view? You're Sting telling... returned like eight different times to TNA. They they could show all of them. You know That's... who? You know what? Pat would be. Pat's probably really upset that they haven't shown Joker's thing. That's true. Yeah, he was. It was a wild time. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, th- after this, we get Rohit Raju and Chris Bay versus Manic and Suicide. And I'm going to, I do want to say, I have to, I have to criticize the storytelling here because they keep on telling this, this story of, hey, uh, Man or uh, TJ or not TJP, uh, Rohit Raju and Chris Bay want to take the mask off of Manic, and they want to reveal that it's it's uh, TJP, but like they never Rohit does this, but then Chris Bay stops them, and there's no point to it. And then like if you want to prove that suicide is somebody, unmask suicide. You have multiple chances. I think it's just more of Chris Bay wants to win. That's that's true. That's, um, that's, that's the uh, the storyline is like Rohit literally does not care, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Chris Bay is you know he's the finesser. He wants to win. He wants to get the uh, the winner's purse of every match. Yeah. Um, also, Josh Matthews claiming that uh, Manic and Suicide teaming up is like the Avengers, where superheroes meet video game characters. Um, <laughs> That never happened in the Avengers. The Avengers weren't yeah, like, no. hey man, let's let's me be like if Captain America was like, hey, Master Chief from Halo. Come, yeah, come definitely not one of uh, Josh, definitely not one of Josh's finer moments there, but uh there's not yeah. many of those. No. Josh Matthews is a character on commentary. Fuck that oh, yeah. guy. Um <laughs> This is a this is a fine match. I felt like it it didn't go as long as I thought it was, and uh, there was a lot of just like we don't care about the rules here, where everybody was just in the ring and the ref didn't care. Um, yeah, true. And like they'd go to commercial and you'd come back and you didn't know who the legal people were because you don't know if anybody like slapped hand or like tagged in or out, and all four of them are still in the ring. Um, but ends up finishing up. Rohit is battling with uh, Suicide. Uh, Suicide looks like he's about to finish off Rohit, but Chris Bay was the legal man. He runs in, hits the uh, yeah, the art of finesse, uh, formerly the crazy Chris Cutter or the triple C uh, for the win, and then slides on out. And yeah, this was a fine match. Um, yeah, it, it, nobody looked weak here. Like Manic didn't get pinned. Um, it was yeah, just suicide. Pins, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, after this, we got uh, we got a little thing uh, of uh, Sammy Callahan running down why this needs to happen, why barbed wire massacre needs to happen. Um, it was just a bunch of rambling with him holding barbed wire. Didn't yeah. do anything for me. Um, no, it didn't much for me either. I mean, he's the hacker. Yeah. Um, not the smack. Not to be confused with the SmackDown hacker. No. That okay. that like dropped and then apparently was it the reason retribution needed to be a thing. Uh, then we got <laughs> we got Deaner versus Dreamer. <laughs> as I have it written down, because Cody <laughs> Deaner has dropped the Cody. He is, it is now listed that their match at Hard to Kill is Joe Doring, Deaner, and Eric Young versus Tommy Dreamer, Cousin Jake, and Rhino. Oh, what? yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, this, this, is, this is WWE Q 
character creation if I've ever seen it. How WWE just really loves cutting off people's names. Yeah. Impact was like, oh, we can do this too. That could work. Deaner. Deaner. That is interesting. Um, I thought it was a misprint on like the Wikipedia page for the show because it just listed it as Deaner. Nope. Nope. He's officially Deaner. Uh, so this leads, yeah, this led to Deaner versus Dreamer with the other two people for each team for the match at Hard to Kill at ringside. Basically, right away, Joe Doring and Rhino get tossed. Rhino didn't do anything except yell at Joe Doring, and <laughs> the ref was and Joe Doring tried to, uh, or like grab the ankle of. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. So the Not ref fly. Yeah, the ref cut, throws out Rhino first, and then throws out Joe Doring. And Rhino is just like at the entrance ramp, and he's like, "Come on, Joe, come on!" And then, like, as Joe starts walking up, Rhino just leaves. And then Eric Young is like, "You did this. You did this." As he points to cousin Jake, and like <laughs> Eric Young walks Joe Doring up the re- entrance ramp like Joe Doring couldn't do it himself. Um, yeah. And then Eric Young, once he comes back down, ends up grabbing the ankle of Dreamer as well. Cousin Jake yells at the ref to look, and cousin J- uh, and the ref doesn't do that. Instead, he yells at Cousin Jake for distracting him. Um, Dreamer then throws Diener uh, over the ropes, uh, and uh, he gets in the face of cousin Jake, who tells, who keeps on saying, "This isn't you. This isn't you. Come back to me." And Deaner slaps cousin Jake three times, then gets on the apron, and cousin Jake just runs through him, and the match is a DQ. Uh, yeah, yeah. He gets back on the apron, cousin Jake. Yeah, basically yep. just. Uh, uh, chops his leg and yeah, like you said, DQ. Yeah, this this was a thing that happened. Um, this is the first time I, cousin Jake has laid a hand on Cody since Cody joined this faction of Eric Young and Joe Doring. Uh, in the matches previous, he's been he's like whenever he's been in the ring with them, he refuses to hit him. He refuses to touch him. He refuses to hit moves on him. Um, cause he, he said he wanted, he thought he could save Cody without violence. Um, but he's been pushed to the limit. They are wrestlers by profession. So, um, has to happen eventually. Yeah. I will praise this match and this storyline just for the fact that they are breaking up a tag team, but all, like running with it for weeks on end, which is, uh, something that the, uh, the double WE does not tend to do yes very often but like isn't that true though like yes you can think of most tactics when they break up it just like happens for like one week and then that's it and then they both fade into mediocrity and you never see them again yeah typically. Uh, yeah i was about to say uh that's happened like the two tag teams that i can think of uh that have been broken up recently uh you had peyton royce and billy k breaking up as the iconics right. and they like had a match against each other and then they went to different brands and Peyton Royce became a tag team partner with Lacey Evans for no apparent reason. Um, yep. 
Uh, and, the crime time one always kills me. That's what I yeah. like way back when, where Chad Gaspard had the it's my time promo and like beat JTG in one match, and then neither of them did anything. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, it's and at the, least like the, what were you going to say? The other one I was going to say is Otis versus Tucker, man. Tucker True. costing Otis the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't think they ever had a match. They just sent Otis to SmackDown. And Tucker is a jobber in, on Raw. They never ran with that. Nope. nope. They they just oh. separated them. They just That's... they put them on two separate brands. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like like what they're doing with cousin Jake and Cody Diener. Granted, I wasn't too invested in this tag team. Yeah. At least <laughs> I, I feel invested now. Yes. Like I, it's it's definitely a very interesting storyline what they got going on, and I definitely commend them for that. Making a mid card tag team break up actually something that's very important on their show right now yeah um and also tying it back to like cody just having enough of the funning games of wrestle house and the murders the the who shot bravo and the wedding and the the trial and everything um and just yeah he he wants to be a wrestler yeah, yeah, like it totally makes sense. Like this alignment with Eric Young makes sense. It's really cool. Yeah, I do appreciate this storyline a lot. Yeah, and it also helps. I think that it's a total character change. Like it went from a silly redneck yeah. with long hair who likes to drink to I'm super serious. I cut my hair. I've changed my entire enter like look from just wrestling in camo shorts and uh, t- uh, tank top to I'm wrestling in wrestling tights. I've shaved my head. I've got this really cool ring jacket. Yeah. Take me seriously. Um, yeah. I like Very it. Cool. Me too. Um, yeah. So Rhino comes out to try to even, or to try to help out dreamer and cousin Jake are getting being down by Eric yeah. young uh, and Diener. And then boy, oh boy, does he show up? It's Joe Doring walking out. And he hits a, a clothesline on Rhino and Josh Matthews with the line of the night saying, have you ever seen Rhino get taken down by a, a clothesline? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 100% sure I've seen Rhino get taken down by a clothesline in the 30 yeah. some years he's wrestled. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's been taken down by a clothesline. Yeah, probably probably once a week. Uh, yeah, and then Joe Doring <laughs> does some weird ass pose where he just puts his fist out and goes. <clears throat> yeah, that was that was pretty weird. I died of laughter for that. Uh, that 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 made me pop. Um, yeah. After this, we got a knockouts tag team title uh, contract signing segment. Uh, where they ran down how all the teams got there, uh, who they fought, gave uh, a bit of highlights from each match. And they didn't sign a contract because it was already signed, apparently. They just had to be in the room. Um, and Kier Hogan and Tasha Steeles start making jokes, and Havoc and Nevaeh pick them up, pin them against the wall, uh, and say that it's our, their time. Uh, and they won't be laughing after Havoc and Nevaeh beat them for the Knockouts Tag Titles. Um, and then, out of nowhere, Brian Myers walks in and says, Hey, man, you, they 
Demore, as he calls Scott. Uh, <laughs> you t- you told me this is the land of opportunity. I want some opportunity. What do I have to do to get him some more matches? I've beaten everybody you've thrown at me. I've beaten Willie Mack. I've beaten Swoggle, because that's something to be proud of. Um, I've beaten yeah. TJP. I forgot that happened. Um, yeah, true. I beat uh, Josh Alexander. Forgot that happened. That was a mo- that was like three weeks ago. Um, yeah. And lo and behold, Josh Alexander shows up. And then I remembered, oh shit, that that was a DQ win that he had oh, because of Karate Man, baby. Um, and so <laughs> Scott says, oh, it looks like you guys have unfinished business. Uh, this time you guys should go out there and uh, have a match. No DQs this time. And uh, somebody needs to win via pin, pin or submission or quitting. Bye and leaves. Uh, and I was like, oh, they're going to add this to this show because it's n- about nine o'clock and we need some more stuff. Uh, nope. And then I was like, oh, maybe they'll add it to like hard to kill. Uh, as of right now, no, I mean, it'll be a good match because both of them are very good in the ring. Yeah. Whatever happens, I'll be excited. Yeah. Yeah. And this is obviously, I guess, for the purpose of promoting Josh Alexander as a single star. Yeah. Um, after this, we get uh, Caleb with a K in the ring, introducing Tennille, and Rosemary comes out. and Like an immediate cut, yeah. I might add. Yeah, this was... was in the ring and goes, this, Tennille! Yeah, this was a match that lasted way too long. Yeah, unfortunately. So, it was a fine match up until, like, the midway point of this match, where uh, Rosemary grabs Caleb with a K... Caleb pulls out hairspray and sprays Rosemary. Uh, the ref didn't see it. Tennille rolls up or hits a move and pins uh, Rosemary. One, two, Rosemary kicks out. Then they continue wrestling for a while. And then out comes crazy Steve to chase Caleb around the ring like three times before Caleb runs into the ring slides the hairspray to Tennille, Um and then where did Crazy Steve come from? Because I was Josh Matthews like he came out of nowhere. I think he came from the entrance ramp. Yeah, right. I, I don't think it was it was out of nowhere. I think he just ran down from the entrance ramp. Um that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean maybe I was wrong and maybe like came from underneath the ring and I didn't see it, but I thought he came from up on the entrance ramp. Yeah, I didn't notice anything unusual. So, yeah. but Josh Matthews make, leads me to believe something unusual happened. Yeah, but he could be just being ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, me speaking of Josh Matthews being ridiculous, at one point uh, at the beginning of this match, Tennille is talking to Rosemary about how they don't need to fight, and Josh Matthews says, "You know, I don't think they're talking about their collections of micro brawlers." Speaking of micro brawlers. Oh. I've collected them all. How about you, Madison? Madison says nobody cares about the micro brawlers and you're you being a nerd, <laughs> which is true. Very yeah, absolutely that, true. Be- I do not care. You, that is not going to get me to buy micro brawlers. Is Josh Matthews claiming he collected them all? I don't <laughs> yeah, care. No. 
unfortunately. Uh, anyway, uh, Rosemary sees that uh, Tennille picked has the hairspray, and Tenille, uh, Rosemary sprays it into Tennille's eyes, hits her with the spear, one, two, three, and Crazy Steve and Rosemary celebrate in the ring. Uh, Tennille and Caleb leave, and yeah, um, like I said, this went way too long. Uh, yeah, I agree. Rich Swan gets a promo backstage. I thought this was a really good promo. Um, Rich Swan is underrated on the mic, I think, um, when he's not talking about injuries that are miraculously healing. Um, True. Basically saying how um, he is going, him and the Motor City Machine Guns are going to uh, kick uh, Carl Anderson. Rich Swan's going to kick Carl Anderson's ass tonight. And force Carl Anderson to go back onto the bus outside uh, and tell Carl or Don Callis, Doc Gallows, and uh, Kenny Omega that he and the Motor City Machine Guns are going to kick their asses all night long at Hard to Kill. Um, cool. Then we get Moose coming out. And I was like, who's Moose going to face? And yeah, I wasn't expecting. David Penzer says. This is a special return match. And I was like, oh, we're getting a random return of somebody and you didn't advertise this? Is it going to be Swoggle again? Nope, a little bit worse. It's Matthew Palmer. Right, coming out with a Colin Delaney theme song somehow. I don't know how that is being worked out. But That's got to cool. That has to be one of those like WWE themes that like have gone public domain. Like the old Hardy Boys theme. Oh, do they? Does that does that happen? Yeah, they, there's like certain themes that like they just like pulled off of like public domain themes, like from the ruthless aggression era, and like people have found them and been like, you can just use these for free. Oh, see, that makes sense though, because like I was joking the other week, I'm like, it's probably just like a tune off of Garage Band. Yeah, like a, like a generic. That's the thing. So they are generic tracks. Yes. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it. It, I don't know if it was the Hardy's theme. I don't think it It probably was the Hardy's theme because that's a very generic theme. But yeah, if it's true. not, it's one of the Hardy's that had a theme that's just public domain. That's funny. Yeah. Huh. Uh, and that's why people are like, yeah, it's like people that like nobody cares about. So their themes are just like you, you are just readily available that you can pull. Yeah, and like Colin Delaney makes a lot of sense because I don't think people are, you know, willing to pay for his theme. Yeah, <laughs> I have never seen Colin Delaney's theme on any of the Jim Johnston uh, uncaged albums that he releases every like month. He's up to like 20 or something of like 30 song <laughs> albums of like unreleased themes. Is he doing that now on his own? Yeah. Post WWE? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like That's since he got fun. since he got released, he just like keeps on pushing them out. Keeps releasing generic rock songs with no uh, vocals. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's <laughs> some bigger names on there. Like it's like unused uh, like Kurt Angle themes and like uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're still listed as WWE. So I don't know if WWE's putting them out in his name or what. But yeah, yeah, they, they might let him just you know yeah put whatever the heck he. Crawls you as a service. Yeah. Uh, so Moose ends up allowing Matthew Palmer to beat him up for a little bit, and then Moose just hits like three or four Uranages, gets on top of Matthew Palmer. I mean, Moose was like letting him drop kick him in the face. Yeah. 
And I, so he kept on getting lower and lower each time. And I was like, oh, he's going to just set up for the a really good spear. Like he's going to, Palmer's going to run at him and he's just going to spear him. Nope. Um, he was just letting him wail on him until uh, he decided to uh, actually attack. He hit a few punches, uh, hit the Uranages, and then got on top of Matthew Palmer and hit four elbow smashes to the face, uh, and the ref called it as a ref stoppage for knocking Matthew Palmer out. And then Moose goes over to Matthew Palmer and pats him on the chest like he did a good job and walks out. Um, interesting, um, considering it's Moose and he's a heel. Uh, didn't think he... But, yeah. Hasn't been pinned, so... Yeah. Um, also... Uh, uh, if you didn't watch Genesis like I didn't, uh, Moose has a world title shot um, against Rich Swan because Moose quit in the oh, I yeah. Quit match. Um, Moose had a chair uh, around Willie Mac's head uh, and another chair in his hands, and he had Willie Mac laid out. Rich Swan came out and said, "If you qu- if you stop this, um, I'll give you what you want. I'll give you a title shot." And Moose said, I quit. So Moose has a title shot down the line. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, good storyline for it. Yeah. Uh, Debatable. I'm sure uh, Pat and Joey might have different opinions, but uh, see, I I'll think, say it's fine. yeah, I was going to say, I think it's fine because it's a different way to do things. Like, I, I, I can't yeah, think of an I quit a, match like that. A, yeah, exactly. It doesn't hurt someone necessarily. No. So I, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, after this, we have the main event. We get a, like a quick rundown of a few matches on the card for Hard to Kill, and then it is nine thirty, and the entrances for the main event are coming out. And Carl uh, Anderson versus Rich Swan was exactly what I thought it was going to be—a really, really good match. Um, yeah, interesting that they have both guys' en- entrances hit. The, uh, as Rich Swan hits the ring, they go to commercial, and we come back, and they are wrestling already. They are in in the match already, which is weird, yeah, unusual for me. Yeah, I, but like it, I've never like seen a main event that they just cut to commercial yeah. and then have them. They're in the match when we come back. Yeah, it's not very often, at least I should say. But uh, well, he started off with like a headlock, yeah. so there, there wasn't much going. Um, also, during commercials, uh, I forgot to mention other uh, of the greatest moments that they showed. Uh, I mean, all of them have been repeats, I believe, at this point. Uh, we had Kazarian's uh, X Division thing uh, with Davari, where he just literally murders the man in the. Uh, sir, I think though they did the Steiner math twice. Yes, they did do Steiner math twice. Because I I walked away and I was like, "Am I hearing that again?" Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Twice. Hello, Pat. Are are you okay? Get get out of the shop. Pat just came into my room, grabbed my wine, grabbed my flask, and is now walking out of the room. Tell tell him to get out of the shop. I'm assuming you have to do the corkscrew on it. That's not how that works. It's a cork, Pat. You don't have a cork up here. It's downstairs. Pat, get out of the shop. Bye, Blondie. Pat 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 bleached his hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. So, uh, 
yeah, we got Steiner Math twice. Uh, we had uh, uh, Generation Me, Jeremy, and Max Buck versus uh, the uh, Motor City Machine Guns again. Um, oh, that reminds me. I don't know if you read the Twitch comments, but so I have it on my TV set up. I, I had it through a fire stick on a curved TV. Okay. And so Twitch comments are on the right-hand side, so I'm like reading them every so often. And some dingus goes when uh, they're showing the, the highlights of AEW's episode and what happened at the ends last yeah. week. And they go, why is Generation Me on the other ne- other network yeah. with the Good Brothers? And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Relax. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like such an innocent question. <laughs> I love like, it. Okay, you don't remember them as Generation Me. Get out of here. That was 10 years ago. He's an impact loyalist. You stop that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been watching nothing but is that what he's trying to tell me he's been watching nothing but impact since 2010 we also yeah, got the greatest teal promo uh, in aces and eights with bully ray with the yeah. I used you Hulk I screwed you Brooke and I fooled everyone else uh, yeah that's the only one that doesn't get old for me yeah um, so the only thing that gets old with that for me is the fact that they bleep out bitch. <laughs> yeah. And they say bitch a lot in that segment. Uh-huh. Boy, right with the mic. The great. Oh, am I not allowed to curse anymore? I'm going to ask you to please cut it out. Oh, okay, bud. Okay, Pat, bud. Get out of the shot. Yeah. Uh, Angela says get out of the shot. Oh, God, he's walking over again. Um, anyway, this is a really good match, a really strong match, showing off Carl Anderson and Rich Swan at their best. Uh, it's always yeah. good to remind everybody that if you haven't watched Carl Anderson as a singles guy, and if you just start started watching him once he came back to W or once he came to WWE and now over to Impact, he is actually a really good wrestler. Um, he mm-hmm. just wasn't used properly in WWE as. A lot of people on in the indies are. Um, and Rich Swan, again, somebody who in WWE I don't think got the greatest uh, shot, um, but in Impact has found second life. Um, and Yeah, well, he was unfortunately just uh, groups with the 205 Live yeah. regime. So yeah. He was limited right from the get-go. Yeah, well, he had that, and then whatever happened with him and uh, his wife with the whole – yeah, I'm explaining the situation of supposedly him putting Sue Young in a headlock in the middle of the street one night uh, after a night of at like a bar, um, which got him fired from WWE. Um, sir, yeah, um, but they got over that. Yeah, apparently they got over that because they're still together and they're still working together. Um, yeah. Anyway, Swan picks up a really quick win here um, out of nowhere with a, uh, a, like, he hits a move, then hits a roll-up, and then immediately slides the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, Which I guess that makes sense. I mean, they've been getting ambushed every week. Yeah. Um, And so uh, he's celebrating on the entrance ramp, dancing, and we go back, uh, and they show the bus is empty. Mercy Machine Guns are celebrating, and Luke Gallows and Kenny Omega come in, beat the crap out of those two. Carl Anderson comes in, or Rich Swan comes in first to try to make the save, lays out uh, Gallows, I don't know how. Um, 
And then Carl Anderson comes in, puts some offense in on Swan. Uh, he lays out uh, Carl Anderson, uh, and then he lays out Kenny Omega. And, yeah, the Mercy Machines stand tall uh, to end the show. Uh, Mercy Machines and Swan. Um, I thought this was a really good way to end the show. Um, it, it was bookended by two really good matches with the, the women's match to begin the show and Carl Anderson Swan at the end of the show. Um, Agreed. And, yeah, I would give this a thumbs up. I'll also give it a thumbs up. And like you said, the ending was uh, pretty good. I mean, this is this is the storyline that everyone here on Twitch was caring about the most, I would say. So definitely a good way to end it. Keep people on there, the edge of their seats, on the edge of their uh, nice comfy sofas. So. Yeah. Um, so without that, uh, we are going to go right into our predictions. Oh, yeah. And I'll stop it there. Um, cool. There's an invasion, buddy. We're here. All right. This is our well, show now. All right. Uh, and since we are doing our predictions now, uh, Pat and Joey have also joined us for this. Yeah, oh, you, really? got, you, you got a taste Where of me we? at the you got a taste of me at the end of the podcast when I invaded and gave Ryan some wine. Ooh, yeah. I want to I want to yeah. taste you. Oh God! Oh, um, I love you, so, girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the reason we're doing this right now. Um, normally if it's an impact pay-per-view, uh, and we're not doing like predictions for the title, uh, me and Angelo just run down our picks just for shits and giggles. Um, but, uh, we are going to, I, I, I want like these things to have a reason cause we do tend to watch them still, uh, as a group. Um, and so I put forward the idea that, uh, since the Royal Rumbles in two weeks, um, this isn't for the title. Uh, just the winner of this, if you opt in to do it, gets a bonus point going into the Royal Rumble. So if Angelo wins the predictions contest for Hard to Kill, you get he starts off the Royal Rumble with one point automatically. Um, Rob, Sam, uh, uh, and Jake have not responded to if they are going to do this. Um, so it's just us four right now. Uh, they are not joining the podcast. But uh, if they do, uh, I will still count their picks, obviously. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so we're going to start this off uh, with the first match that is listed uh, on the Wikipedia well, wait, page. You should, and that do, you should do the match that got added right at the end of the show, since that seems like a, a lesser match. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, it is Caleb with a K and Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary and Crazy Steve in a mixed tag match. Oh, match um, of the year. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'll start it off because normally it goes rob me to start off things. I'll start this off. Um, I am going to go with... Uh, Tennille and Caleb and my reasoning for this is that the last time they were in a, a mixed tag match they lost to Eddie and Alicia so Tennille needs a win because she just basically loses all the time um, in recent weeks um, and Rosemary and Crazy Steve stood tall on this show so going with Caleb and uh, Tennille, even though Caleb isn't like 
made out to be an actual wrestler. Should I go next? Yeah, you can go next. Sure. I'm going to go the opposite just because. Rosemary and Creed. I, I don't know why, but I, I don't think any of it. That's fair. Uh, Joey, you can Joey. go. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with your pick, Ryan. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know anything about this really much. I haven't <laughs> been following the story, so uh, I'm just going to go with it. Literally, got Tenille this and... story started last week uh, at, in a random throwaway backstage thing. Then they just made a match for it for tonight, and mm-hmm. yep, that's your story. I nominate Joey and Pat to go first next round. Oh, Sounds good. To me. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going with uh, Angelo. I'm choosing Rosemary and Crazy Steve. I don't see Caleb getting a win on pay per view. Uh, so I think he's. That's I think fair. he's taking the pin. That's fair. All right. All right. Uh, our next non uh, title match that we'll go with um, is, I think Pat's er, Pat and Joey's favorite match of the weekend. It is Cousin Jake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer versus Eric Young, Joe Doring, and Dina. Oh, Christ. Oh, As as me and Angelo, before we go, uh, Pat, how do you feel about uh, Impact taking a a page out of WWE main I think the issue for me is that they're (laughs) taking away an Impact legend uh, in Cody Diener's first name away. Like, Cody Diener... And his relationship with ODB and just being a redneck back in like uh, I don't even know what year. Um, in, <laughs> Does he even go that far back? It was in TNA. He's 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 a, yeah, nineteen seventy two. I'll get. I'll he he is he, <laughs> he, right, he is as much of an inf- <laughs> as a TNA original as Crazy uh, Steve. Is. Yeah, honestly, Cody Deaner. Let let me tell you when his uh, when his TNA time began. He signed originally to TNA. In 2009, uh, that is that is earlier than crazy. He, Steve. Sorry, crazy Steve is sorry. He was signed one. to a contract in 2009. He was also released in 2009. Um, oh, he good. lasted a year, uh, and then that's not even his, a year. And then his his Wikipedia page just uh, kind of goes blank from 2009 to 2016, <laughs> uh, where he was in GFW. Um, and then he uh, went to Impact when they merged. So, yeah. Anyway, Cody Diener is an Impact legend in my book. And I think it's a real shame that they took away his first name. I also don't know what was the result of tonight. Like, what happened with them tonight? Oh, uh, Cousin Jake uh, attacked uh, Diener, uh, which was made a DQ. So, Diener uh, beat Tommy Dreamer. Mm. Diener beat Dreamer. Oh, shit. Okay. Um... And then... You got the big brawl and yeah. Eric Young, Diener, and Joe During uh, stood tall. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I feel like the best bet would be to obviously have Diener and Young and During win because they're like the new group in town. But like, I feel like Cousin Jake is probably the person they're building most out of this. But yeah, are they? Because he was he he lost yeah. in the triple or the Super X Cup. Well, it's the Super. Like, I think round. the story is going to be that eventually they're building to a Diener and Cousin Jake match. Um, yeah. So I I think I'm going to go with uh, Young During and uh, Diener Diener here, and the long game will be Cousin Jake getting revenge over uh, Diener. 
Um, All right, Joey. I agree, Pat. Honestly, same pro- same thought uh thought. I was gonna say thought process, but same thought same process. Thought. Um, <laughs> the same thought. Yeah, same uh thought process there. Um I think uh cousin Jake will get the last laugh. Just uh not at uh, hard to kill. Going with E. Y. uh Diener and Big Joe. Big Joe. Big Joe. Big F Joe. Know. Uh <laughs> I will go next. I agree. Um, surprisingly, I agree. But uh, I don't know if there's necessarily necessarily going to be the payoff of uh, Cousin Jake winning. But, uh, I mean, I, I think this uh, EY and Diener and Joe Doric storyline has a lot more le- leg to it. So getting a win here makes sense. I also agree with young Diener and During. And, again, I, I think Cousin Jake – uh, and Dean are going to have to have a match. I think that the big story, I think, is for Eric Young and Joe Doring is that they are going to have to face off against Rhino and the person that they storyline injured, Heath, when Heath makes his return. That's true. Um, because the fact that they wrote off Heath, that they were the ones who injured him, uh I don't think they're just going to be like, okay, we just made this huge signing. Let's have him get ran off with this injury, and then we're not going to come back to the story. Um, you could have easily just been – if you you just wanted to write him off with the injury that he currently has, you could have just done that. But they didn't. They added this extra thing. So, yeah. All right. After this, we have our next um, – non-title main event match, which is Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in Barbed Wire Massacre. Um, it doesn't say, there's no, there's no real rules about it, it's just Barbed Wire Massacre. Um, Interesting. Hope this is a match is Barbed Wire. Yeah, um, I'm very confused about this match because I've, I've said it with Angelo numerous times, I've said it in our group chat a few times, that uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan's contracts both expire according to that leaked uh, report uh, at the end of last year that came out that basically every wrestling news company was uh, talking about that both their contracts expire in February of 2021. Um, I originally thought that Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan was going to end in an I quit match um, be and or a loser leaves impact match. And one of them was just going to go away. Um, well, if they're both resigning, then there's no point of that. Right. That yeah. That's, that's the reason that I think that they went to a barbed wire match. Uh, the fact that they, they've teased this as the end all be all of their feud that has lasted basically two and a half, three years at this point um, is an interesting twist. Um, especially with the addition of Ken Shamrock uh, helping, uh, coming back and helping Sammy attack Eddie and kidnap Alicia Edwards um, last week. Um, I'm sure Ken Shamrock is going to appear on this show uh, to ha- in this match. It is no rules. Um, I am going to go with Eddie Edwards, though. Uh, I just feel like... There, Sammy doesn't need this win. 
Uh, Eddie has kind of been on a losing streak in big matches. He, he lost to Eric Young. He's lost to Sammy before. Um, and I just feel like Ed, Ed, Eddie needs to be something. So, Ryan, you're saying uh, Ken Shamrock's going to come on our show? Oh, I wish he, I hope he comes on our show. <laughs> but I think he's just going to show up on that show. If you guys scored Ken Shamrock as a guest, I'd be thoroughly impressed. <laughs> Oh, maybe he's yeah. maybe he's he's gonna hear your ad pat that you're putting out yeah oh yeah i gotta record that still uh, yeah yeah we got an we got an advertisement boys yeah anchor anchor gave us an ad yeah. i just have to record it so oh nice yeah so for people listening to this you already might have heard it at the beginning of this video or not video podcast so uh yeah keep oh, your eyes wow. peeled for uh for me at the beginning of every episode yeah screaming yeah like it's a phone. it's a visual it's a visual podcast, all just for the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just me standing right, Angela, with an anchor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Um, I will go with Eddie Edwards. Kind of similar reasonings. I mean, I feel like he's Mister TNA at this point, so uh, mm-hmm. give him the win. That's all, Joey. Yeah, I am gonna go with uh, Impact's version of John Cena on this one. Uh, I'm going with Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I'm glad you feel the same. I'm Thank I'm going to go with Eddie Edwards as well, but I'm going to take issue with Angela calling him Mr. TNA because Mr. TNA is 2009 TNA legend Cody Deaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I think I just realized what um he did from 2009 to 2016. Oh, what was it? I think he was uh, working ODB's. Oh, truck. maybe. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> what so a hero. Yeah, so typically when you work a food truck, you don't. Get a wiki about it. <laughs> Wait, really? That's a damn shame. Uh, right. <laughs> a damn shame, but I, I don't make the rules. That's true. Joe. At least, all right. So we're all. That's at fair. least we all unanimously chose Eddie Edwards. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up is the last non-main event and non-title match that we're going to talk about, and that is Karate Man versus Ethan Page. And I have no idea how we're going to do this because I think this is going to be it absolute cluster of a cinematic match. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a winner. I don't know how they're doing this. Um, but we'll start off with Pat because I don't have to do this first. So Pat, what match? Right. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Karate Man versus Ethan Page. Uh... <laughs> Dude, this is a match that like I don't even know. I'm going Karate Man. Fucking... Just... Um... I'm going to go with uh, Ethan Page. Um, this is probably going to be his last match in Impact. Um, and why not just, you know, go out on a high note? Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Ethan Page beating himself. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, either way is a high note. <laughs> um, I'll go also with Ethan Page. I mean, I just, I have no idea what how this is going to look. I'm, I'm excited for this match. Whoever wins, it doesn't matter. I think it's going to be an awesome match. So, I agree that I think this is going to be an awesome match. I think that if they allow Ethan Page to have creative control with this match, uh, how he has uh, his YouTube stuff with Karate Man, I think this could be a ball of laughter. Um, I am going to go with Ethan Page... Or, uh, yeah, Ethan Page as well. 
my reasoning being that he needs to return to all ego, get rid of this alter ego of karate man and come back to being a little more serious. Um, Because I don't think that this is his final match. I still think he has to have a blow off match with Josh Alexander. Um, And fair. Yeah. Like the only if Ethan Page is officially leaving Impact, if he is just not going to resign, he's going to go either to All Elite Wrestling or WWE. Um, he needs to have that match with uh, Josh Alexander. You can't break up the North and just not do anything with it. So regardless, I'm just going to add one more thing to mine since I'm on Karate Man Island. I think the Karate Man is going to absolutely kill Ethan Page. I think this is going to end with them killing Ethan Page off of Impact. Karate chop to the dick. So it's just karate. So the only version of Ethan Page is Karate Man. I think Man that Page. that will be what exists in Impact if he has a match with Alexander, and Alexander will win that one. Cool. Sure. All right, on to our title matches. Um, we'll start off with, uh, the vacant impact knockouts tag team championships, uh, after the tournament that they had, the final two teams are Havoc and Nevaeh versus Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Uh, I am going to go with Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. And my reasoning is because they're having Kira Hogan do a bunch of press for them. Uh, I just don't think that you would put somebody... Uh, on a press tour for this event uh, and talking about the knockouts tag division, if you're not going to reward her um, havoc is already an established uh, wrestler in her own right. Kira Hogan has been with the company for a while and still has not held gold. And they are very high on Tasha Steeles uh, and Kira Hogan as a team. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles. I didn't even know about the press point, but otherwise you basically hit all the points I would have wanted to talk about. I also agree. It's going to be a Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. I think they want to give Kara Hogan a reason to have a higher role in the company. So Joey. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Steeles and Hogan as well. I'm going to go with Hogan and Steeles as well. And going off what Angelo said, I think that they do want to make, um, Kira Hogan, you know, feel more prominent in the company and give her a reason to be there. Because if not, I feel like pretty much anybody would want to sign her, especially AEW since Diamante's there, and I'm pretty sure there's still a couple. So, um, yes, yeah, yep. there. I believe they're there. Engaged. You go. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. Um, just a side note. I also think that me and Angela have pointed pointed this out last week about how. Um, the tag division for the knockouts division has already suffered some major blows um, with uh, Jazz and Jordan Grace no longer being a team. Uh, Taya and Rosemary seeming to be going on separate directions. Uh, Deanna and Kimberly basically just focusing on the main title. Well, to be fair, you can um, have Kimberly and Susan together now. Yeah. I guess uh, so. But... Uh, we pointed out that um, if they are going to partner with AEW long term, uh, we could see the AEW teams getting involved because that gives there's a, a lot of women there's in that division that can help. Cool. Yeah, especially exactly. with Ivelisse and uh, Diamante mm-hmm. uh, being an established tag team. Yeah. 
Yeah, otherwise you go back to the issue of what the issue with the knockouts tag division was in like 2011 where there's only like three teams. So. Yeah. And what the issue with the WWE women's tag team titles are. All right. Um, all right. Up next is our triple threat match for the X Division title. It is the champion Manic versus Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju. Um, Pat, you're going to lead us off. Oh. Um, I'm just going to... I'm just going to close my eyes and who do I think I could see walking out with this? Um, not Rohit Raju because guy's kind of a joke. Uh, Manic just won the title. Hey, you stop that. That is the, that is the Desi hitman Sorry. himself. Manic, TJP, um, TJP's a good wrestler, kind of a shithead, but good wrestler. But Manic's a pretty stupid gimmick. Chris Bay, I'm gonna go Chris Bay. Um, why not? Just give it to Bay. Let him start off the year strong as X Division champion. Joey, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Pat. Um, I thought Chris Bay should have never lost it in the first place. Um, and I think he does have he has the highest ceiling. Out of- Makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, I can go next. Uh, I'll go with Manic. Because what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you, buddy? Yeah, I, I am gonna agree with Angelo, and my simple reason is this: the Super X Cup was last week, and and Ace Austin won that, and Ace Austin is a heel, and Ace Austin is most likely going to get a title shot. See, me me and Joey are playing Uh, at a disadvantage here. We don't keep up with this. Did you hear Um, anything said? Yeah. Huh? Did you guys hear what I said? Or I thought I cut out. We uh, we heard you said that you chose Chris Bay because you think he's gonna he uh, he has the higher ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, I'll stick with Chris Bay. I mean, you can always turn Chris Bay face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I was thinking it was between Manic and Chris Bay, and I was thinking since Chris Bay and Rohit keep on having this this like we like each other, we don't like each other thing. If you were going to do Ace Austin, since he has Madman Fulton at his side, you could still do Chris Bay, and he can use Rohit Raju as like, his feeder you, you, I'm for sorry. Madman Fulton. You think that Rohit Raju is like on the level of Madman Fulton? <laughs> no, but he need what's her call it? Chris Bro, Bay has going, feelings too. Yeah, Chris Bay is gonna need somebody to. And you, well, yeah, and so him, you and so put you him think, on skills. And you think Rohit Raju is the one? Yeah, just put him like he's the Jesse hit Rohit Raju's and put him in a trench coat. And uh, <laughs> you mean <laughs> so you mean just 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 two K stack him Rohit Raju on top of Davari since Davari comes out in a goddamn (laughs) Do you guys remember how the the other week or like the other day I sent the Impact tweet telling you that Davari returned, Impact legend Davari returned at Slammiversary last year? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Or you could just reestablish the whole Desi hit squad uh, because you know who who's a free agent and I believe is Mahabali back Shira, with baby. Impact. Mahabali uh, dude, Shira, I, Pat's if, dude, favorite if Shira Impact comes star. back to Impact, I will 100% be on this podcast every week he, that he is on. He, and I will. He signed 
Okay, he but I'm saying if impact. he like is on TV any weekday, he's on TV. I will come on the podcast and just randomly scream about the Shearer Shuffle. Uh, randomly, uh, do you guys know about the Shearer Shuffle? I know. Oh, okay. I'll I be don't. sure to let you. I'll send it in the group chat. Basically, uh, Mahabali Shearer's last gimmick in Impact was basically that he just danced. He just did the Shearer Shuffle. It was really dumb. Wasn't he He's, like partners nice. with? Uh, Aaron no, I thought he was partners with Grado. Oh, uh, even better. Is he like yeah, overweight? Yeah, and is yeah, like and he was uh, he was okay. signed to NXT briefly, and they released him because, to be honest, it was like during the period where they were signing any and all wrestlers they could get their hands on, and uh, yeah. I guess they found out that Mahabali Shear is not really a good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame! So, um, basically, <laughs> if he was going to be on main roster TV, he would be twenty four seven for life uh, for for that title. So. Anyway, go cool. on. Cool. All right. Uh, next up is our knockouts championship match between Deanna Perrazzo and Taya Valkyrie. I am going with Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, I said this earlier on the podcast that I just don't think it helps Deanna to have a second short reign with this title. Um, where her first one was, it was Jordan Grace that she beat. And then immediately lost to Sue Young, uh, and then beat Sue Young in her first defense. And yeah, I, I just feel like Deanna needs to uh, have a, a lengthy reign here. And beating the longest knockout champion of all time, Taya, uh, is a very good way to keep that going. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's going to be Deanna Peraza for basically the same reason. Beating Taya is going to be a great notch in the belt for uh, her career impact. Yeah. The other thing is also um, to inform the other two, if they don't remember, um, Taya's contract apparently ends in February as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. Yeah, uh, I agree with um Ryan and Angelo, and I'm going to go with uh, Deanna as well to retain. Yeah, I'm going to go with Deanna as well. Um, I feel like Ty is going to go to WWE. I can't imagine, like, I'd imagine it's for the money and to be with Morrison, but, like, seeing how John Morrison has been treated since going back to WWE, can't imagine wanting to do that, considering you're, like, one of the top female wrestlers in the world. But, I mean, she'll have good matches with, like, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Charlotte. So, I mean, that's a positive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the the only thing I can think of for Taya is she either goes to WWE or she's just going to go to AEW and try to boot bolster that since they have a working relationship with AAA and uh, she's still the AAA women's champion and it's at like 600 days at this point. Yeah, I mean, if she goes to WWE, she'll just vacate it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and our final match is the match, maybe the biggest match in Impact history. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, with Don Callis at ringside, versus Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Uh, Rich Swan being the Impact champ, World Champion, Motor City Machine Guns, uh, coming. 
for or being the number one contenders for the Good Brothers Impact Tag Championship and Kenny Omega being the AEW World Champion and the AAA Mega Champion. Uh, you know, I, I keep I keep hitting yeah. to be the guy that like consistently comes in here and disagrees with the two Impact guys. But you say that this might be the biggest match in Impact history. I'm sorry, that's just not mm-hmm. true. That happened. Yeah. That happened on August eighteenth, two thousand nine, when yeah. the beautiful people took on the team yeah. of Hard Justice of, yeah. of, we got it. of ODB and Cody Deaner at TNA Hard Justice two thousand nine. <laughs> Have you ever seen that match? <laughs> <laughs> I have actually seen this match because there was a period. The reason I know about Cody Deaner and why I have all this impact knowledge. Rob would be here lighting my asshole on fire when I say this. But there's a period in time where I listened to the Brian just I listened to highlights of the Brian and Vinny show from uh from the figure four of them reviewing impact. And it was ba- there's YouTube videos where it's basically just month it's like a full month compilation of all the episodes of them reviewing impact. And I would just listen to it because why not? This is like when I first got into wrestling back in like 2014, 2015. And so so I have I a very strong knowledge of like the uh, of like 2008 to like 2013 Impact because of these reviews, um, without having watched much Impact. But I have seen this match because uh, I'm sorry, this is just so appealing. Like, just look at that thumbnail of that video I sent you guys. If anybody listening to this, just go to YouTube and type in Cody Deaner and ODB versus the Beautiful People, and just look at this man. Look at what the, a look, look, the look that man. Uh, Cody Dean yeah. was born. Anyway, that's the most important. That is that's a mullet, uh, baby. So this is a really tough match to predict here because you have Kenny Omega, the current AEW World Champion, teaming up with the Good Brothers, the current Impact Tag Champions, and then you have Rich Swan, who is the current Impact Champion, with the Motor City Machine Guns, who legendary tag team, not current champions. Who wins this is a very hard question for me. Um, Obviously, you have Omega saying that he's the belt collector now and wants to collect different world championships. Um, But at the same time, he's been just he's pretty much been saying that the AEW World Championship is the world championship and kind of shitting on the other ones. Um, I think it is pretty clear that eventually we will be getting Omega versus Swan for probably a champion versus champion, winner takes all type thing. I think Omega wins that, obviously. Um, but I think in the more immediate future, because of the events of Dynamite last week, where we had Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers beating down John Moxley with the Young Bucks coming in and joining them uh, to end the show, I think what we're heading towards is a big... Uh, match here. I think we're going to be getting Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and the Young Bucks versus the team of Rich Swan, the Motor Mercedes, yeah, the Motor City Machine Guns, John Moxley, and somebody else. I don't know who that other person is, but I think that they would be. I don't know if it'd be an AEW person or an Impact person. I really don't know who you would put on there. I you, 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 you stop it right now because I already know who it is. It's got to be the greatest return of Impact history. It's got to oh, be Kane. Sting <laughs> with that really bad theme song. Yeah, I Again, that's the direction I see this going in. The fact that they involved Moxley in this last week on Dynamite. Um, so I think... What you're called, they've also cha- changed the, uh, uh, the name or like the tagline that they're calling... Uh, hard to kill. Uh, at, it's now being called uh, the paradigm. Uh, it's going uh, that this match is going to be a paradigm shift yeah. for wrestling. 
So <laughs> good one. So I, th- I think we're heading towards a five yeah. on five. Um, if I was being really skeptical, I would say AEW last year was supposed to have their blood and guts, which was going to be their war games match. And I think, and that was going to be the elite versus yep. the inner circle five on five. That's not happening anymore, obviously. So you could always do this yep. where it's the new bullet club or whatever you want to call them um, versus impact. Yeah. The Sorry. elite. Um, They're labeled the elite. Now. Like impact guys, Moxley and somebody else. Again, don't know who that other person is, but basically you could do that. Hangman. Maybe. I, Give me hung I man. I, I don't think he really fits into this <laughs> right now, um, but five on, he has stuff with dark order. Uh, so five on five. So I think That's what fair. has to happen here. I think Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns need to steal a win here with the help of John Moxley making his uh his impact felt on Impact Wrestling's uh hard to kill. Um, yeah. That's a really good booking. That that is very interesting. Um I have a whole different mind. Yeah, basically though. Joey's picking uh um, Kenny Omega to pull a gun and shoot somebody. Uh close. No, <laughs> but um I think that uh Omega and the Good Brothers are going to win this. Um, and I think Kenny Omega is going to pin Rich Swan, earning himself a title match. Hmm. That would be interesting. I'm going to go with Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. And I'm not sure if they're going to win by interference, but I think it's just too easy to pick Kenny Omega's team to win this one. Yeah, um, I am going to stick with my gut here. Um, I'm going Omega and the Good Brothers. Um, and my reasoning is this. I, I said originally at the beginning of this whole uh, Impact AEW thing that I think that this was leading to Team All, All Elite versus Team Impact at uh, Blood and Guts. Um I like Pat's idea better of Mercy Machine Guns, Rich Swan, Moxley, and somebody else um, versus the Elite. Um, I, I think that it's interesting that they're already showing, uh, as I pointed out with Angelo, that there is some weird like dissension almost on the bus tonight with uh, Omega getting upset that. He does that. Uh, Gallows and Anderson have drank all of the non-alcoholic beverages, and there's only alcohol on the bus now. And Kenny Omega doesn't drink. Um, and how Omega wanted to try to have interference in Carl Anderson's match, and Carl Anderson kept on telling him no. And Don Callis wanted to get interference on the match. Carl Anderson told him no. Um, I could be re and the whole. Young Bucks kind of hint like being reluctant to join in the two suite last week. Um, whether or not this is just like just playing on it, uh, and I shouldn't be looking too much into it, I still think it's gonna be Omega and the Good Brothers. Um, I think the fact that they're a la- that all elite wrestling is letting uh, uh, Omega come into their company into onto the show, uh, they really want to have. Uh, a stronger presence uh, and they really want to make sure that their guy stands tall, at least at the beginning. Um, and so I think that uh, Omega can pin Swan. He can get a title shot. And I think that that title shot will be at revolution. 
um, which is aptly named. It can be a wrestling revolution where Impact and uh, AEW have a joint pay-per-view. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think you could see. I think you'll have. Oh. You're doing the five on five. I think it could happen there. I don't think AEW. I'm going to be honest with you. AEW Revolution should stay an AEW Revolution show. Um, if you're going to do a joint pay per view, you should make a new pay per view for that. Um, I see. I think that it's going to be. It, it like it's good to stay an AEW thing, but I think that you're going to have the Bucks defend their titles against uh, the Mercy Machine Guns there. Uh, no, I think it's going to be SCU with the direction they've been setting up. Um, oh, so, yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's why I think that's why I think five makes I more forgot sense. about that. <laughs> yeah. well, there you go. You can get Kaz. Kaz can be the yeah. man. Mr. Mr. Impact. Well, no, has. Mr. Impact is Cody Deaner. Um, oh, or or Angelo. He's hot. He's spicy, and he tastes great. Curry man. He's curry man. Get me curry man as that fish. Stop number. it. Or don't get rid of John Moxley altogether. Curry man and Shark Jesus Boy joining yes. the fray. If Daniels is teasing that him and Kaz won't ever tag again, that could be the return of Curry Man and Suicide. <laughs> this has gone away from us real quick. Yeah, and wait. Shark Boy. I, I mean, that's how pretty much every podcast of Impact is. We just, I just reminisce about the yeah. good old days. I, yeah. And let's be go. honest, oh, good. We, we all need the fish market uh, street fight again. <laughs> yeah, the fact that that hasn't been replayed, but goddamn Steiner math and Sting's, Sting's, Sting's entrance, entrance has been every I week. Like there, I feel like there's more iconic moments with Sting in Impact. Steiner math makes sense because everybody knows it. Like you don't even have to be an Impact fan for that, right? But they did. They did that. Okay, did but it doesn't. It doesn't get tonight. old. <laughs> yeah, they could have done it. Dude, they could have played every back single back. commercial and it still would be funny. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, there was like five exactly. returns. Including, as as I said earlier, we we think that, uh, or I think that Dude, Pat they would need agree to have that Joker Sting at the poker uh, debut table should have been there. Fucking, um, with uh, Goddamn Immortal or Fortune, whatever. <laughs> the man, I need it. Oh, Immortal, I yeah. need it in my Mortal. veins. Yeah. Just honestly, I need Impact to really just like hire us to choose their greatest moments of Impact for every week. I think me and Angelo could provide some great content. I would provide like Mahabali Shira shuffles all the time. Angelo would just choose to, uh, stuff with, uh, I don't know, uh, Psycho, the the, count, the clown midget guy uh, who shoots guns. Puppet. Puppet. <laughs> or like Jeff Jarrett. Puppet. I, know, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm going to let you on a little secret here. For people who are longtime listeners and have been wondering what goes on inside the mind of Angelo. He's the biggest Jeff Jarrett mark in the history of Jeff Jarrett marks. He said that he would sell his own house to get to meet Mr. Jeff Jarrett at an impact show. And, uh, well, he's in WWE now. So exactly. And you know what he's doing? He's selling it so he can go meet Jeff Jarrett at the Thunderdome, buddy. Thunderstorm. No, the Thunderstorm. Uh, one last thing that we got to do uh, is our oh, tiebreaker um, for the main event. For the main this. event, um, I'm just throwing out a random number here. I am going to go with 
20, 24 minutes, 24 seconds. Six <laughs> seconds flat. <laughs> Just, kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll do, I'll do 19. How much are you doing? 30. Just 30 flat? 1930. Jesus. 1930. Oh, 1930. Oh, Rob just texted if we're doing predictions oh my for God. impact. Oh. Tell him to send, send some stuff in. I told him to hop on the podcast real quick. Oh. Um, yeah. uh, Joe, you're I'm going to go 20 even. Uh, okay. I'm going to go 30 even. Oh, God. All right. Uh, reminder: um, If Rob just doesn't join this I podcast, send it to him, I send it. well, he doesn't um, have a link, does he? Right. Yeah. Uh, is that this is all up for grabs? Uh, he's at work; he can't join. Should have been kissing um, boys. So, um, oh, <laughs> um, reminder: This is all for a single point at Royal Rumble. Uh, there is no punishment. Um, I did say that I, we could just like if it's a double weekend. So like if we did like an NXT takeover, if it was the same weekend as a uh, WWE pay per view, uh, the loser could get a minus one point penalty uh, for one of those. Um, but we'll figure that out as time goes on. Uh, this one is just for a single point uh, for Royal Rumble. Nope, nope, um, nope, 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 nope. Thank you guys so uh, much real for quick, joining us. For- um, just a reminder, no. if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, subscribe uh, wherever you can. Um, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I and join us this. tomorrow. Me and Joey have night two of AW's New Year's Smash review. So every Wednesday you can hear me and Joey after uh, Ryan and Angelo. And then this weekend you guys get to finally, finally listen to Ryan review his five worst <laughs> WWE Studios films, the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. He has reviewed them. He watched them. No, 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 no. It's the lowest reviewed WWE oh, films. Oh, yes. Sorry. We made that specific because there's some WWE Studios films that don't have wrestlers in it that are lower. Um, regardless, Ryan, had, Ryan sat down. Yes. And also, they had to have been like they had to have an actual a score, yes, because uh, a Rotten Tomatoes score that wasn't by all, just audience. Yes. There had to be critic reviews. I was gonna say there's probably no critic reviews for like the, you would the right. Marine uh, three, four, and five. Yeah, the only the only <laughs> film that I did that was video only video on demand or uh, or like directed a DVD. Yeah, uh, was the reunion. But that's uh, so yes, reviews. Ryan sat down and watched okay. all five of these uh, recently, and he has done a whole review podcast for them, which will be coming out this weekend. Uh, so keep keep your eyes peeled. I'm sure it's going to be a blast. Heart. I know Ryan really enjoyed these movies, and yeah, yeah uh, just because I can say it on here because I'm not going to get cut off like I did on my podcast. Um, fuck WWE. Fuck Robin Tilly. Um, they screwed on me. This is a ah, you know, I just wanna, conspiracy I just, uh, for the extreme rules. Drop the last name for the uh horror show at extreme rules. We did the lottery, they gave me <laughs> Apollo Cruz, and Apollo <laughs> Cruz didn't even wrestle, didn't even buy it, didn't even wrestle. <laughs> 
So I I got screwed out of po- out of a point. Everybody else got all their wrestlers, and the explanation I got was card subject to change. Well, no, that's not how this works. You're supposed to give people. I mean, to be like, fair, going to we, have a match. To be fair, we this, didn't know. Apparently, apparently, this was an nope. injury angle that they've been working for weeks. Nope, what are you is, doing? The day what are you doing? Then why why were they talking about how Dude, he was injured don't ask for a few me, weeks but he before? Was, he was pulled the day of that match was going on, and then they changed it. Anyway, yeah, I got screwed. Rob and Tilly messaged his good friend Shane O'Mac and Vinny Mac, and was like, "Hey, while you guys are pouring in money to these these terrorist organizations, uh, how about you uh, screw Ryan?" He's an ultra left wing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pushing uh, the screw him out of this point. Here, That's what happened. Now I got to get my rant out that, uh, and I it didn't get cut off by anchors sixty line up uh, line up here. There's, I think you meant yeah. What I, don't, the hell I don't are you know. talking about sixty that? minute limit. I um. So yes, you'll be able to hear that. The bungalow. <laughs> this this wine's you'll really get to getting hear this this guys. weekend. <laughs> So be sure to uh, subscribe for that. And maybe, uh, if you really want to know, uh, Glenn Crawford slash Sam has been starting up his uh, punishment from, what was this show? What was the show? This was TikTok. Was this, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. It was Wrestle Kingdom 15. Jeez. Whatever the last one was. Uh, he's doing his Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom 15 uh, punishment yeah. already, where he's going to be made 15 TikToks chosen by Rob. He already made two of them. Um, so if I remember, I'll leave a link to in the episode description and if not you can you can find them uh somewhere uh rob just sent me uh his uh or sent his predictions for this show i'm just gonna read them off real quick (laughs) fuck you rob again uh he has havoc in nevea beating kiera hogan and um tasha steels is omega and the good brothers winning he is manic retaining diana Retaining Eric Young, Cody Deaner, and Joe Doring winning oh. is Sammy Callahan uh, beating Eddie Edwards. He is the Karate Man beating Ethan Page. He is Rosemary and Crazy Steve, and his time is twenty three seconds and or twenty three minutes and twenty three seconds, giving me one minute and one second between him. He continues to screw me. Well, I mean, at least your your predictions are different, so you guys won't end up tied. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Um. Wrestler, yeah, wrestler, wrestler, wrestler. wrestler. Uh, oh, uh, New Japan. Oh, and hard, we'll we'll do oh, hard yeah, to there, kill. There uh, will be yeah, there will uh, be a review a for hard to kill hard this to weekend. Kill Following this weekend. that again, every Tuesday and Wednesday, you get our Impact and Dynamite reviews. New Japan has the new beginning uh, shows happening somewhat soon, towards the end of January. Uh, we won't be covering the Road Two shows, but we'll probably have predictions out for the three actual new beginning shows. Um, and so, yeah, so just keep an eye out again. Remember AEW impact, new Japan content, keep it here on the deep six wrestling podcast. We cover it all. Uh, anyway, Ryan. And we also have our Royal rumble predictions at the end of the month. Yeah. I, yeah. Sadly. Rumble. Anyway, uh, Ryan over to you, buddy. You can wrap it up at your show. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for joining in on this extra long episode of the Ryan and Angelo's Impact Power Hour. Um, we're just dropping the under an hour power hour because we never do it anymore. Uh, it's always over an hour. Um, so yeah, uh, no. you guys want, want to say anything before we leave? No. Yes. I love Thanks you for alive, listening, girl. guys. I love you alive, girl. I love no, you alive, girl. Cut his mic. What? Cut his mic.